they will learn to connect with their intuition. There will also be some really important questions throughout there. How do we become more aligned with our purpose, with our values, increase our self-awareness. So that's more like a much more transformative program, which is really the life coaching, but with a spiritual edge, because it's really about blending that physical of ourselves with our spiritual selves. Welcome to Gleeful Talk Show, where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within. Today, we are going to do a deep dive on spiritual healing through visual meditation, its benefits, and a combination of methods done together through visual meditation. We are also going to learn about past life regression, chakras, and crystal healing. Life sometimes is sweet, but sometimes stressful. We get caught up in the daily hustles and bustles of our everyday life that sometimes we get really drained, depressed, and stressed, or even lost. However, there are ways that you'll be able to heal and improve your spiritual well-being. So I'm very excited to speak today with Tor Niamo, a spiritual development and well-being coach, crystal healer, tarot reader, and meditation teacher who help people harness the power of intuition, meditation, crystal healing, and spirit to make better decisions, create calm, and improve their spiritual well-being. So if you want to develop your intuition, learn how to meditate, or improve your overall well-being, then Tor will be able to help you. So welcome Tor. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for that lush introduction. I don't think I've ever had such a good introduction on any podcast I've ever been on. So thank you so much, Glee. That's It's great to be here. Pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for coming in on the show. And so you're based in London currently, but you're actually Norwegian. So your name is like Thor, like the Thunder God. As opposed to you could say that it is a bit like Tor the Thunder God. So I actually, so basically my full name, so my first name is Tor and then, and it's actually hyphenated and supposed to be Tor Arna. Mm-hmm. So my full name actually means Thunder Eagle, which I quite like. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I think that's quite funny. Always, yeah, I always play into that. Oh, it's, it's very good. Like it's very unique. Yeah, yeah. no, Absolutely. And can you help me with the pronunciation there? Because I might have pronounced it wrongly. Oh, just Tor. Just Tor is perfect. Yeah, that's all That's all good with me. Obviously, in America, it would probably be Thor because you would have the H in there. But it's this one is actually without the H, which makes it Tor. I don't really mind. Oh, okay, great. So I wanted to ask you a lot of things. But before we get right into it, I wanted to know, like, where did you start on your spiritual and meditation journey? Yeah, sure. It's actually all the way back from my childhood with my grandmother is something which I've grown up with. So my grandmother is a clairvoyant medium, and she taught me meditation about spiritual guides already when I was, when you go and visit your grandmother when you're a kid, when you're from all the way from childhood, but I think I became consciously aware of, of spirit and meditation and spirituality 
probably when I was around like six or seven, I was going through a very difficult time. And my grandmother thought that teaching me meditation and learning how to connect with spirits would help me to become more resilient and to be able to establish a sense of calm during challenge. And until this day, I can't be more grateful that she, yeah, that she opened that door in my mind very, very early on. So I think it's been amazing. And obviously during adolescence, meditation took a back seat and partying and chasing boys took over for a couple of years. But when I was about 22, I returned to my spiritual practices quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, and you've mentioned about clairvoyant medium. What is that about? Really good question. And I suppose it's not a lot of people know exactly what that is. So in so many ways, a clairvoyant medium is a medium in so many ways who are quite able to commune with the dead. I would say they're really able to do that. They are able to look into the future and have a sense of foresight about what what is going to come up. And my grandmother has helped so many people about reconnecting them with dead ones and helping them move on and find that sense of closure that they weren't able to get and so many other ways. Oh, wow. It's really like a gift. It's a gift and a skill that developed over time. Mm. I've read on your website that it's like a visual meditation. So can you give us an overview about that? Yeah, sure. So as I'm sure your listeners are well aware of, there are quite a lot of different types of meditations out there, right? So you got breathing meditation, you got mantra meditation, you got mindfulness. There's meditations where you walk across this labyrinth and you follow a pattern. There's a lot of different types of meditations out there and they're all really excellent. But the meditation that I've been taught by my teacher, Ines Nicholson, who's still alive, she's still around. And we actually run a podcast together called Spiritual Link, which is all about like spirituality. She taught me visual meditation from the first day that I started in her spiritual development group. And the thing with visual meditation is that the visuals gives life to your senses. So for example, let's say you're doing breathing meditation. You don't really see anything. You don't really hear anything apart from maybe your own thoughts and feelings and like sensations which float across your consciousness. But really the thing with visual meditation is that you are guided on a journey which is visual. So let's say you are sitting wherever you are right now, which is probably your living room or an office. And I'm able to guide you on a visual journey where it actually does feel like you're standing on a beach. And it's quite incredible that although you are like in a chair, in your home or in an office and I can guide you and you can really feel that you are on a beach. And what that does is that it stretches your senses, right? It stretches our senses beyond what we're normally able to perceive. And in that way, by stretching our senses, we are more capable at sensing the spirit world which is all around us, right? It gives life to our intuition, to our foresight, and that stretches our ability to look beyond just the physical that we are able to see on a normal day. And that connects us with our spiritual guides and our past lives. That's the thing with the visual meditation is that it is a, it's in so many ways, I would say it's a gateway to connect with all of the spirits that are around us all the time. Oh, great. Very interesting because especially a lot of people, especially those people who are not into meditation at first, 
they fall asleep in meditation because most of them or most of us, maybe we are visual people, that sense of seeing something or mm. so that we can feel something. So that's a, the visual meditation would be an incredible help for especially those people who would like to see and feel something. And so you've mentioned something about past life and those um, kinds of things. There was a Danish philosopher that once said that life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. The past life regression, if you could expound a little bit more on that. That was Kierkegaard, wasn't it, who said that quote? Uh, yes, yes, I, yes. I think it is, yeah, he's such a... He's such an interesting character. I've, I've listened to I've listened to some philosophy podcast which talks about him because in so many ways he was like a Christian mystic, right? Almost, I suppose he was a bit like a. I think he was a Christian, but he was also a bit of a mystic within the Christian religion. And he talks a lot about he talks a lot about inwardness, mm, which is also yes. exactly what meditation is about. It's about that. It's about that silent contemplation to find those answers that does live within you. Obviously, if you are going to work at like building cars, you have to have knowledge, right? You have to have knowledge to how to build a car. But when it comes to how to live your life, like how to be with your relationships, like the decisions that you're making for your life, I strongly believe that all of those answers you can find within yourself, within the meditative practice. And in so many ways, this brings us, it's a, it's a nice segue into like past lives and past life regressions. Obviously, what that implies is that there is such a thing as past lives that we have lived before and that reincarnation is a thing. I always say this is not possible to prove. This is something that we exists within us and it's something that we have to experience. I know that there are many psychics out there who will do a session with someone, not guide them through a meditation. They will just say, oh, you were this, that or the other in a past life. I don't really believe in that approach because it's a bit like it's a bit like if you picked up a book about meditation and you read the book, but you didn't meditate. That would make absolutely no sense and it would make no difference to your life you actually have to practice meditation and it's the same thing with past life regression is that in a session with me i would guide you in a meditation that will that would lead you into a past life regression and what's the purpose of that the purpose of that is that we can often regain some knowledge from that past life which will have relevance today so we will never really see anything which doesn't have relevance today so there's something that we need to relearn need to re-experience or bring forward a sense of confidence in ourselves so let's say we are in this life we are someone who is timid unconfident like not having confidence, unable to make decisions and so on and so forth. And then I guide you into a past life where you can see that you have been a general of an army, right? You have to be incredibly decisive, confident, make decisions, lead. And there's something about if you are able to step back into that past life and you're able to see yourself as someone who is able to make decisions 
who's able to be decisive, confident, and assertive, you can bring forward that strength from that past life into this life. And that can change your personality of who you are now. And that for some reason, you were supposed to see that vision and that will influence who and what you are today. Obviously, there's many other ways to also build confidence, but that is one spiritual way to build and increase your confidence of who and what you are today. Oh, wow. Wow. That's very, it's very exciting and invigorating because it's like once it's like knowing yourself more, Mm -hmm. more because for example, not a lot of us would know ourselves and then perhaps the, this past life regression, the meditation will help us dig deeper in our inner selves. And as you've mentioned, could help us with our present and future. Yeah, exactly. And flipping on the flip side of what I just said is that another facet of the philosophy that I abide to is that each life is a lesson. Each life that we go through is a lesson. And being timid and unconfident and maybe suffering from anxiety, it's also a lesson in on itself. And then maybe what you will understand is that in a past life, I was very confident, very reassured of myself. Whilst in this life, I'm going through a different lesson. And that could potentially bring forward a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose to your life. Let's say, because like in your introduction, you talked about feeling lost. And I am sure that at this moment in time, considering the last year, a lot of people have been feeling lost, having feeling a sense of lack of meaning. And like, what is the point of all of this, right? Why are we going through all of this? And I think, again, if we can establish that understanding from within that each life is a lesson, then I think that can bring forward a sense of meaning and purpose to our life, which can only come from that practice of inwardness. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And you've mentioned that about like energy and um, feeling the energy when you do the visual meditation. Is there like something to do about like chakras or auras and something like that? Yeah, absolutely. That the meditation that I teach and that I guide people through in so many ways could be said to be a chakra-based meditation. Although it is a visual meditation, it is largely chakra-based. So what I do is that I guide people on this journey, which first takes them across this desert, and then there's a brook, and then there's a meadow. And then at that point off the meadow, what we do is that I guide people through opening up all of the seven chakras. So all of them are opened up and that's in so many ways an exercise in itself, right? Because our chakras is located within our etheric body. So this is our physical body, what we can see and touch and feel really easily. Whilst we also do have an etheric body, which we can see with our mind's eye in meditation. And our etheric body and our physical body are completely interlinked with each other. So let's say that one of our chakras is blocked. I'm going to go for the solar plexus because I think a lot of people will understand where that is, where sort of our solar plexus is. I I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) So the solar plexus will be just in the middle, just between your stomach navel and your heart. So just in the Mm. middle there. That is the solar plexus and that's yellow. Mm -hmm. So what am I trying to say is that let's say that your solar plexus is blocked. For some reason, you've met someone who had a very negative impact on you or you have picked up some negative energy from the ethers around us or you have been telling yourself a story about yourself 
a negative thought pattern and you're grinding yourself down further and further. And that can be located within your solar plexus. It doesn't have to be there. It could be within any of the other chakras as well. But during the meditation, what I do and I guide people through is I guide them through open up all of the seven chakras and then cleanse them and balance them in that process so like you literally cleanse out all of the murky heavy energies in that in that process and that also opens a part of that process is also to open us up towards the communication that comes from spirit that is around us the aura on the other hand is much more around using crystals I'm holding up a crystal to the camera here for those of you who are listening to this podcast. And you can, in so many ways, whilst you move your, you can move your crystal around your aura and you will be able to feel where does it feel like maybe it's a bit heavy or it's a bit murky or something feels a bit off. And you can concentrate on sending energy through the crystal and that will heal those parts of your aura. I'm not going to proclaim that meditation or using crystal will like heal broken bones. That would be ridiculous. If you have a broken bone or suffer from like severe mental health issues, obviously you should go and see your GP or call 999. I don't know what the number is in Brisbane, but what crystals can do really effectively and what the meditation can do really effectively is that it can, I think it can, I think it can help to manage really low levels of anxiety really well. And very often like illnesses of the mind, I think meditation and crystal healing can be very effective at healing and curing and managing those illnesses of the mind. And also I think that those those can also be very helpful at helping us do better through challenges, right? So we all, most of us have a nine to five. We have to deal with difficult people at work, challenging conversations, all of these things. And I think that meditation, healing our chakras, working with crystals can help us to cope in a much more healthy way with those really challenging situations. Yeah, I totally agree. And because sometimes, as you said, that not the major illnesses, mental illnesses, but let's say we are, we have like a board meeting or we're going to present for a board, the board or something like that, or you have Mm -hmm. a very important meeting and you're very anxious, then at least when you practice meditation or you have your crystals with your, you know how to do do it as with your practice you, it will help you ease up a bit and for that the good vibration and stuff so the mm. the crystals do they emit some kind of energy or vibration yeah absolutely i'm going to pick up one of my other crystals i got i got as you can anyone who watches this video um will see that there are plenty of crystals in my room so yeah crystals are elemental forces of nature they are conductors of energy in so many ways so you got quartz crystal you got a a clear quartz crystal you got a citrine over here i've got an amethyst over here i've got quite a few different ones as you can see there's a couple of rose quartz back on my shelf as well the thing with crystals is that if you open up a crystal book you will see that Supposedly, they do this, that, and the other for different illnesses and so on and so forth. I work with crystals in a much more, 
in a much more intuitive way and the color that they the color that they have normally i would probably use a citrine for the stomach chakra and the solar plexus because they are orange and yellow but also not necessarily i tune in with my guidance with my intuition and i think that i will be guided towards which crystal i need and so I do think other people would experience exactly the same if they open themselves up to their individual guidance because that's also the thing with crystals right is that they have to resonate with your individual needs so what it says in a book is perhaps not your individual need which is why it's important to like meditate connect and see what you as an individual is drawn towards but yes they definitely emit an energy they are an energy they have a spirit within themselves that you can connect with and whatever you are drawn to is exactly what you need if you are unsure starting with a clear crystal course is always a good place to start major shout out to the couple Alec and Sarah of the boring tastic podcast they tackle top 5 lists covid experiences drunk stories being childless owning a cat and renting for the rest of their life. You'll definitely not get bored with these conversations. Check them out on Instagram and all the podcasting platforms. Wow, interesting. And I think yes, you mentioned like there's really no one size fits all, right? Mm-hmm. Because every individual is different and as you mentioned, it's the energy within that crystal will resonate differently for each individual. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so you've mentioned previously about spiritual guides and then your grandmother was a clairvoyant medium. And so what are these spiritual guides and how do they help you when you do your session? Really good question and thank you for yeah, thanking for asking Lee. Spiritual guides they come in many different shapes and form so i think this brings us back to that i think that each life is a lesson that we are going through for the continuation of our spiritual growth and the spiritual guides are there to in so many ways help you on that road right to point you in the direction that you are meant to be going The difficult thing with human beings is that we do supposedly have some grain of free will. I often say that each life, each life is a lesson and how we navigate that lesson is our spirit is our free will. Mm. Basically. So that's what I that sentence came to me like a week ago and I was like, "Yes, that is so good. Each life is a lesson and how we navigate that is our free will." and then our spiritual guides are there to help us navigate that lesson our spiritual guides will not have all the answers for life either so they will know a bit more than us conscious human beings but they will be able to there to like nudge us in this direction that we are supposed to go to for the continuation of our spiritual growth i was as i said i was before we started recording i said that i was out running this morning and i was thinking about i was thinking about tarot reading and i was thinking about my grandmother being a clairvoyant medium and giving people answers about about their future and what is coming up and this brings us back to this notion of people having a lack of sense of meaning and they're stretching for answers trying to figure out where to go next and 
And in so many ways, I wouldn't say that clairvoyance is redundant. I wouldn't say that tarot reading is redundant. I do it. But I'm so much more in favor of people doing the work and finding answers for themselves to take ownership of their own life and trusting their own intuition and what they think is right for them. Which is why, for example, I run this intuition development circle, which is really for people to become confident in their own intuition and what they think is right for them. That is not to say that you shouldn't be talking to your friends and getting advice and airing your thoughts. But at the end of the day, you have to trust your own intuition and your own judgment and what you believe in, and also be incredibly critical and analytical about those choices. Hi there, Zesty. Enjoying the conversation? Please don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to your pods. You can also follow the show on Instagram and YouTube, where I share clips and highlights of the episode. If you want me to stay caffeinated, you may also buy me a coffee or two. Just head down to the episode notes to find out how. Now, back to the regular program. Yes, when we have a guided intuition or we know what we want, then we can have greater sense of accountability for our actions. And that Mm. will help us grow as we get on with our lives. Yeah, yeah. Accountability. One of my founding values is, is taking responsibility. That's one of my taking responsibility for my actions or like taking responsibility where responsibility is due is one of my personal founding values. So yeah, I think responsibility and accountability for ourselves and our own decisions, because it's so easy, it's so easy to blame someone else. Of course, life sometimes is really difficult and sometimes really terrible things happen to us. And sometimes that is other people's fault. But then at the same time, we have to do something about it. That's yeah. the that's the thing. So we have to take responsibility and be accountable for as much as possible of our own decisions. Yes. What is your approach in terms of your the spiritual development, maybe for yourself or maybe with your with the per- people you work with? Yeah, really good questions. I work with people in a few different ways, depending on depending on what they're interested, right? Because you have some people. Some people who just wants to relax. Some people mm. just want to find a bit of calm and a bit of ease in their life. And for them, it's often just a bit of a guided meditation. I always use the same visual meditation, but not everybody's interested in stepping into past lives and working with crystals. And then some people take it a bit further and they are interested in doing a bit of crystal healing. And then some other people are only interested in past life regression. Some people just want to have a tarot reading. Although I try and do as little tarot readings as humanly possible because at the end of the day, people have to make their own decisions. And the way that I do tarot reading is much more like a coaching session with a spiritual edge, basically, because it's much more about coaching people and seeing what comes up and then working towards being accountable for ourselves. The main way that I want to start working with people is what I'm calling one-to-one spiritual guidance. And that is the more sort of spiritually transformative program that I'm running, where between three to 12 weeks, we work together 
they will learn to meditate, they will learn to connect with their past lives, they will learn to connect with their intuition. There will also be some really important questions throughout there. How do we become more aligned with our purpose, with our values, increase our self-awareness. So that's more like a much more transformative program, which is really the sort of life coaching, but with a spiritual edge, because it's really about blending that physical of ourselves with our spiritual selves. And from that, see that transformation that comes forward. How do I work with myself? For myself, I still work very closely with my spiritual teacher, Ines Nicholson. I meditate every day, twice a day for 20 minutes. And I've always been told by Ines that as much as possible, my wisdom, knowledge and guidance should come from the meditation. She's always said to me, Tor, try and read as little as possible of spiritual books because that is their meditation. That is their beliefs. And you have to go really deep within yourself to find yours. Again, it's, it's really easy to pick up a book about spirituality. It's really easy to adopt other people's beliefs. But it's r- quite hard work to take time out of your day every day to take a step back, to meditate, to journal, to think about what's going on and, and then creating your own beliefs, like your own philosophy for life. And that's really what I want to work with people during my one-to-one spiritual guidance with them is to establish their way of approaching their life, moving forward in a much more spiritually healthy way. Oh, I, I like that you're a life coach with a spiritual edge on it because there are a lot, lots of life coaches as well nowadays and different ways. But the thing about having a spiritual element to it is that it's like a something for life, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. it, it's much more, it's giving you a much deeper understanding than rather than that the superficial of how to talk with other people, how to manage your your people in the workplace and stuff like that. So I, I like that there is a spiritual edge mm. to it and it's much deeper sense of connection within yourself. Yeah, it's supposed to be quite, it's meant to be quite transformative in, in so many ways. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. How did your practice initially evolve to becoming a meditation teacher? Because before I know that you've grown up with your grandmother and then as, as time goes by, it has made you the meditation teacher that you are now. Like, how did this evolve? Yeah, no, really good question. From a very young age, I knew that I would become something similar to my grandmother when I grew up. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do exactly the same thing that she's done. But I knew from a very young age that I would do something very similar to her. I thought I would be much older than I am now. I thought I would be probably more like in my 50s. I'm turning 30 this year, so 20 years younger than I expected. During my teens and adolescence and when I started university, I actually thought I was going to be some sort of creative director for quite a few years first because I my orig- original like uni degree was in digital design and then I did a degree in service design that's my sort of original craft but then when I was 22 I did start in Ines's circle and I really just fell in love with how she ran that group the meditation that she guided me through 
anyway, I do have been gifted by the universe, thankfully, with somewhat of a soft voice. I just thought to myself, why not lean into that that one skill that I have, which is which is to help other people feel at ease, to create a bit of space of calm and stillness in their life, because. I think a lot of people go through life without never creating that space for silent reflection, for taking a time out, from just pausing through their during their really busy day. And and like I said, I'm not sure if I completely is in favor of just giving people answers. And I, like I said, I think meditation is a gateway for finding answers for themselves. And I think that's really important because I think that again builds people's inner strength. Initially, I started out guiding people through meditation in a quite sort of secular way. So I took out all of the spiritual bits of the meditation. And then about two, a couple of years ago, I decided that has to stop. I want to do this in a fully spiritually guided way. And that's been much more successful. And a lot more people are now adopting the meditation that I guide people through. And that's also, that's much more authentic. That's much more real. That's much more me. And yeah, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Thank you for that, Tori. And I, I know that a lot of people would be very interested in starting a, a spiritual journey, like having you as a coach. And so what if someone would like to start on a spiritual journey, what would be your advice to them? Really good question. So I suppose... First of all, they have to decide for themselves how much do they actually want it? Like, how committed are they? I think that's, it's a, it's a really good, you have to ask yourself, how committed are, am I? Like, how much time, energy am I going to invest into this transformation? And be really honest with yourself. If you just really want to dip your toes in, I would highly recommend starting practicing meditation on my website you can find a couple of free meditations the 15 minute ones i think i saw it yeah a five minute one and a two minute one obviously the two minute one is much more like a daily calming snack than anything else over the next week i'm going to publish a 25 minute long which is the one that i do every day all of the meditations that are on my website are shorter versions of the meditation that i do already like i said by the end of this week, I will be full, putting out a fully fledged, full meditation, like the full wham of what I do. What I would highly recommend is figure out how committed am I, like how much energy and time will I have, to, will I want to spend into spend doing this? Because it is, it's hard work. Because we have to face up to if we are going to open ourselves up in that way, we have to face up to many of the bad habits that we have, our negative thought patterns, our negative feeling patterns like the people around us, the environment that we're in. One of the biggest transformations from really stepping into this practice has been my environment. There's certain people which are not in my life anymore. And that's not to say that good vibes only. I think that having discomfort and challenge and having negativity around us, is it's important because it challenges us and it makes us think. And I think, I think challenge is really important. But there are also certain negativity which are just not useful. There's, life is also incredibly short. So I also want people to have a good time and feel a sense of fulfillment and thrive and flourish in their life. So then when you've decided how committed are you, first start out with a meditation 
And then I've had the most benefit from working with a teacher. That's how my transformation changed and came about. It started working with Ines. So obviously I would say start working with me or start working with someone else that you really resonate. I do one-to-ones with people. I also do group sessions. So I'm also running this intuition development circle. So I suppose it slightly depends on why do you want it? Do you want to develop your sort of healing psychic abilities? Then you can join the intuition development circle that I'm running at the moment. It's the first cohort is running and it will be done in June and I will be starting another one after that. But if you are much more looking for that one-to-one coaching and opening yourself up to your spiritual guide and like your past lives and learning meditation, then you can hit me up off on a one-to-one basis. Wow. And Can they do an online session with you as well? Yeah, the one-to-one spiritual guidance that I do will be 99% online, like one-to-one via Zoom. It works really well. The intuition development circle that I'm currently running is also online and it works really well. It's amazing that you can do healing and that you can do psychic readings at a distance. One of them is in Dubai, one of them is in Austin, and then the rest of them are here in the UK. So distance does not matter. Energy is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So distance, time and space in the world of the ethers does not matter. Yeah, it's time is it's something not tangible. So yeah, yeah. And before we wrap things up, so I wanted to ask you some fun questions not related to to meditation, (laughs) just a, a little bit of silly ones. So if you had the power to shrink anything and take it with you, what would you want and why? <laughs> if I could shrink anything with me and take it with me, does it mean I could make it bigger when whenever I wanted to? Yeah. Good question. Maybe my crystal ball? Oh, you have a crystal ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh. so you can see in the back of my, there's a, uh, ah, where is it? Th- that, a that, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah, there's a, uh, maybe my crystal ball. Wow. It's quite heavy. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And then next, so what's a holiday that doesn't exist that you would like to create? If you had to make a holiday, oh, public what is holiday. A holiday. Whichever you want. I am such a. I, I one day I do foresee that I'm probably when I like get older I probably will move to a warmer place. I think I love England. I think it's great. Love the UK. But at one point I'd like to. Would I? It's a difficult question to answer actually because I'm in two minds about retreats because I think that short retreats are great to get you out of the city, change your mindset and so on and so forth. But if when you get back to your nine to five and you just keep on repeating all patterns, your life doesn't change, there's no long lasting improvements to the way that your lifestyle is, then retreats are pointless. Mm, yeah, that's at least I completely agree that people should take holidays. I'm quite, I'm quite, you should go to Brisbane. it's it's very sunny here yeah i'm quite boring when it comes to holidays i really just as long as there's a warm beach some hot sand there's a crossfit gym nearby and i can just be in warmth for two weeks (laughs) i'm really simple when it comes to holidays yeah as long as there's like a warm beach there's a gym and air condition 
I'm pretty good, actually. It's yeah, I'm pretty easy in that way. Happiness is inside. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cliche, but it's very true. Yeah, and so one last question: If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> I probably eat. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be cheeky and say two. I'm gonna say steaks and ice cream. Oh, I love them. <laughs> Basically, like a really rare cooked steak and ice cream is probably oh, what I would. Oh, rarely do. cooked. Rarely cooked. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm such a K man when it comes to the steak. Like as rare as possible, and like some really nice ice cream, basically. Ah, that's good. And so, what are your top three advice when it comes to meditation? First of all, start. Right, you have to begin somewhere. You have to begin somewhere. Do it consistently at least for three months before you decide that this isn't working, and find one practice and stick with it for a while. Don't necessarily jump around. In in the beginning, you can surely jump around, but try to find one practice and really stick with it and really articulate why you're doing this. What do you want to change? Why do you want to do this? I think establishing that. Really important. Why will help you keep up the practice, and don't worry if you like miss one day. You just do it the next, and it can be as short as five minutes, and as long as you you're not better or worse. You're just making sure that you're fitting it in because our lives are busy. I get it. Not everybody has time for twenty minutes twice a day. So as long as you get five minutes in for that silent contemplation of meditation. That is brilliant. Awesome pieces of advice. And so, where can our Zesties connect with you? I love that name, Zesties. By the way, I think that's brilliant. Obviously, on Instagram at Torniamo, or you can hit me up on my website torniamo.com. There's a really great booking link there, like Calendly, or you can email me directly at hello at torniamo.com. Oh, thank you, thank you, Tor, for sharing your insights with us and taking us through an overview of meditation. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a, it's such a joy. I love talking about these subjects and inviting people into the world of spirits and the possibilities that are out there. I think that's the most important thing is to communicate that. It's not to say that our physical life is boring, but there is just so much more out there that we can tap into, as long as we open our mind to the possibilities. Exactly. Thank you so much. Hey Zesty, what do you think of this episode? I'd be very happy to hear from you. You may send your feedback to gleefultalkshow@gmail.com or rate us on the podcasting platform of your choice. I'd be excited to know how your journey to spiritual healing is going. Comment or tag us on Gleeful Talk Show social media. See ya!